This is episode 122, and I'm talking to the amazing Janine Wilson all about websites and perfecting your about page. Welcome to the Content Queen podcast. I'm your host, Mariah, entrepreneur, featured writer, and storyteller in the best holistic life magazine and founder of Content Queen. I'm here to teach you how to share your unique story, create content, and market your business with strategy through the channels that work for you. Each week, I'll deliver a story to help you connect to a powerful strategy around marketing, business, and content creation. I'll also be joined by amazing souls and entrepreneurs who are here to share their own journey along with actionable steps to help you take your business to a whole new level through amazing storytelling, powerful aligned marketing, and content strategy. Let's do it. Hello, gang. How are we all? Hope you're well. Hope you are ready for this episode all about about pages because I am currently in the process of doing my own website as you have already seen, heard, read um, on any social channel or on last week's podcast when I talked about uh, the seven things that you need to know when doing your website. So I thought it would be amazing to actually get my website designer on to chat about websites, to give behind the scenes of websites from a website designer, but then also tailoring in the about page because the about page can actually be one of the hardest things to write. It is on my list for this week to write. And yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that I edited this podcast, uh, in time for this episode because yeah, otherwise it would, um, be a little bit of a challenge. But as Janine says in the podcast, and as we all sort of know, writing our own own story can be quite challenging. And even though the about page, as mentioned by Janine in this episode, isn't about you, often it's really good just to get your whole story down so that you can use it in different ways and you can take bits and pieces, use it for your website, use it for social. So I have a free downloadable uh, storytelling guide for business marketing. And you can take that and within that you get like a workbook to write your origin story. So if you are trying to write things about yourself and your own story, I think that's a really good place to start. So I'm going to link that below and you can check that out. Um, But otherwise, we will get stuck into the episode. Um, If you want a life update, the only things that are going on is I think I'll be in the Gold Coast when this episode comes out. So looking to relocate to the Gold Coast. So we're looking at um, suburbs and places to live. So that's where I'll be. Uh, You can follow me on socials and see all of that behind the scenes stuff. But let's talk to Janine. So Janine Wilson is the founder of J Wilson Digital Studio. She creates one-of-a-kind websites for impact-driven businesses to share their message and convert their ideal clients. Janine brings together everything about her client's business in one central spot so that they can excite their audience about their services or others, attract the right clients, and also ties together all of the integrations they could ever possibly need on their website like webinars, automating appointments to make to make websites a sales and time saving tool for their business. Absolutely incredible. Let's chitty chat to Janine all things websites. Welcome to the podcast. Can you please tell everyone a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Oh, hi Mariah. Thank you so much for having me today. My name is Janine. I live in London and I'm a Squarespace website designer. And I create one-of-a-kind websites that not only look beautiful, but that also support my clients with their business goals as well. So whether that's helping them to land more clients or maybe to grow their email list or even growing their audience through a blog or a podcast, I make sure that the website is actually helping to move their business forward. Mm, 
I love that because yeah, there's you want it to look nice, right? Your website, but you also want it to serve its purpose. So that's that's awesome. Um, so first, I love to ask any entrepreneur that comes on to talk about their origin story. So their story, the reason why they started their business. So can you tell everyone what is your story and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I feel like my story has lots of um, twists and turns. Yeah. So <laughs> it actually really all began with me wanting to be a travel blogger way back in 2018 and I had seen a course online for becoming a travel blogger through a Facebook ad so I got this course set up the blog and was kind of busy creating content for the blog but being in like a very like demanding corporate job with really long hours I kind of eventually lost the motivation to keep churning out the new posts but having that experience had really shown me like what was possible through an online business and also with Squarespace websites because my blog was on Squarespace. So that happened around 2018 um, and that dream was kind of always there for me to start my own business. And it would kind of always, you know, be something on the back burner, but I always thought, okay, yeah, it's really like not, maybe not the best time for me to up and do that. So fast forward to, yeah, March 2020, right when, you know, everyone went into lockdown. And at the time I was, yeah, just not happy in my corporate job. And I thought I had always been dreaming of this online business. And when, yeah, everything, when everything shut down, I thought, you know, I'm really not going to get a better chance than this to just focus on what I want to do and to really like learn the skills that I need to start my own business and really just focus on it. And it was kind of like, life was already so crazy. It's like, well, why don't we just kind of throw one more thing <laughs> into the mix? <laughs> so that was when I started really like learning all I could about website design. And I learned about some different like areas as well, like um, social media management too. But I decided to focus just on websites, maybe, you know, about a year or so ago, just because I really loved how transformative they could be for my clients, you know, not just with helping them hit their financial goals or, you know, grow their audience, but also just from that sense of, you know, confidence that I could tell they had when they had that website that was really like just theirs that they had total ownership of and that they really felt like, okay, this is like reflecting who I am as a business owner. Mm. I love that. I didn't know you started the travel blog. That is awesome. That's the joys of sharing your story, right? Like um, <laughs> it's, I started a travel blog as well in like 2014 and then sort of got more serious in 2018. So how funny is that? We literally were doing it at the same time, but it was the same. It was um, having a job or also just like an industry that's really hard to kind of monetize um quickly right especially if you want to get out of a full-time job um but that's that's awesome I love I love that story and yeah even being able to utilize the pandemic to start something for yourself is amazing um absolutely love that so the topic obviously today we're talking about is uh websites and I know I've saw saw some of your content uh recently about you know really nailing that about page and I think that is something as con like the part of the content on our website that is 
can be really hard to write because it's our own story. And it's something I'm really passionate about is sharing our own story. And the about page on our website is a perfect place to start sharing our business story, our story more about who we are, the about page. So first though, before we go into all the tips and tricks you have to share, obviously you've had, you had your travel blog to start with. So you were sharing content about yourself, but what have been your personal experiences with your, with your own website first? And then I guess your struggles with writing and crafting that about page, how, how did you sort of navigate that yourself? Yeah. So setting up my own website, um, it is, I think it's always so much easier to do what you're a specialist in for someone else than Mm -hmm. it is for you to do, you know, your own and that own area of your business. So it's kind of like, for me, it's always, you know, it's never really completely done. There's always something that I want to kind of go back and make changes to. But, you know, that really, that is really the good part about a website. It is this kind of ever evolving organism in your business. And then I guess with sharing my own story, yeah, because at first it was like kind of like knowing what to focus on um, in like my about page to make it so that it really resonates with, you know, the website visitors. So was it like my, you know, experience in the corporate world or is it how I got started as like an entrepreneur and really kind of knowing, okay, well, how do I make, how do I create that connection to someone on the about page and how do I shift it? you know, not just being about myself, but really about my ideal client and what they're going through so that they feel that connected, they feel connected to me and like I can help them. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's it's so true what you say. It's always easier to do it for someone else than to do it for yourself, especially because you would probably like have a website that you've done for someone like, I want that on my website. And then it's just like the list just, you know, adds, adds, adds. It's the same as like, Someone asked me the other day, like for my podcast, you know, um, and all the content channels I create, a lot of the times I love creating on them and and they all generate different things, but also for me to show how to create content, right? Like I have a podcast to help. I think it was you that I was talking to about this, right? Like what you were saying about my podcast and I was like, well, it kind of, um, when we're talking about the website, like it is a way for me to showcase how I create content and, and sort of walk the walk type thing so but it's funny because you always want to do more things on the channels that you work on as part of your business but you know it's always clients come first um so yeah I think definitely writing that about story can be really tricky because you you often struggle you don't want to put it all out there and then it's all too much and people aren't going to read it but you need to be able to encapsulate how you got to where you are and that's the power of sharing your story so of course I want to lead into some actionable steps for everyone that's listening. Um, And I want to go through a series of questions around websites because there's many different elements. So first going to the basics of a website for anyone listening that either wants to maybe get their website redone or they're looking to do their first ever website. We have a variety of people from those that have started to those that are starting. So when we're starting on, even if it's a fresh website or getting it up, graded and updated what are the basic things that we need to make sure are included in our website and and what are some of the things maybe the things that we don't realize like you know you said the goals around your website I think a lot of people are like what do you mean goals around a website like (laughs) I'd love for you to explore that but then also you know sort of talk about the basics of a website 
Yeah, of course. So I think you have to really always start with the end in mind. So before you even get started with a website, so whether that's, you know, your DIY or you're working with a website designer, you really need to know, okay, these are the goals that I have for my website. This is what I want to achieve with it. And if you're if you're a service-based business, you know, you're probably going to be wanting to book, you know, new discovery calls through the website. Um, you know, for most of us, we're probably going to be focusing on, you know, starting or growing an email list. And if you do have free content you're putting out there, like a blog or a podcast, you probably also want to, you probably will also want to send people over to that as well. So I think that, you know, those, those three goals to, or, you know, if you, if you don't have the blog or podcast yet, it's no worries, but at least, getting new clients and growing your email list, those are really good places to start when it comes mm. to a website, just like a very like basic, basic level. And then, so once you, once you know that, then you can think about, okay, well, if I was in my ideal client shoes and they landed on my website, what information would they know, would they need if they were to reach out and book a call with me? Cause you kind of have to really consider um, and you know, have that level of empathy for your ideal clients, where especially if they've just come across your website and if they haven't spoken to you before on social, it can be, you know, it can be scary to reach out to someone you've never spoken to. But if your website is doing its job properly, then it should be doing that heavy lifting, mm-hmm. doing the selling for you. So how you can make sure that they actually do, you know, reach out is to, yeah, just really, you know, get granular with this and think about, okay, well, they would need to know, you know, first of all, who I am, so why they can trust me. So this is like, you know, the info you would feature like a bit on your homepage with like some info about you, some testimonials, and then obviously you'd have your about page itself. Mm -hmm. And you'd also really want to consider, they probably also want to know, okay, and then when it comes to, you know, the details of working with me, they need to know, um, you know, what is included um, in my offer. So, you know, say if you're a coach, they need to know how many coaching calls do they get and what kind of support do they get in between. You know, they, I know this is a bit of a controversial opinion, but, um, you know, they would need to know the investment to really Mm -hmm. feel comfortable reaching out as well, even if it's just, you know, a range or a starting from price, um, you know, they need to know what the process of working with you is like. So what happens after they book that call? So these are all the kind of details that, you know, you need to consider to have on your website, but you also need to get really clear on why your support matters to them. And this is where, you know, you need to know, okay, what are their you know, desires, what are their pain points? You know, if you're not sure, you can talk to people who fit your ideal client's avatar description, or you can, you can like creep on people in Facebook groups and find out what they're saying about your service and then um, use that in your website copy. Hmm. So now that we, you know, we know what, what you want to achieve with the website and we know what info your ideal client needs. And now you need to think about, okay, how am I going to like break down this information so that it's digestible on the website? Because a website needs to be like a hierarchy of information. If you just throw everything up, up at once, like on the homepage, it's going to be really overwhelming for them. So, you know, for example, what you could do is like on your homepage, you know, you have that 
warm welcome at the very top of the page that tells people, okay, mm -hmm. this is who I am. This is what I do. This is who I help. Um, mm -hmm. And here's like the button where you can go to my services page to learn more about all the details. And then, you know, also on the homepage, you could have a link to your about page too. So take them to the about page. But then once you're on the about page, you have like a button at the bottom of that page to take them to the services page. And then once they're on the services page, that's where you ask for the consultation mm. call once they've seen all the information. So you're kind of, you know, you're always uh, looking after them and their needs, but you're also gently guiding them towards what you want to achieve with the website as well as a business owner when it comes to landing new clients. And when it comes to, you know, growing your email list, you know, you can have a, have a lot of fun with that too, because there's so many different ways you can feature growing your email list on your website. So whether that's, you know, a pop-up or maybe it's at the footer at the very bottom of your website, or maybe it's, you know, an announcement bar at the top of your website. There are kind of so many different ways you could do it, or even as a section on your homepage to ask someone to sign up. So yeah, you just kind of have to, um, yeah, like consider, okay, like where are we going to feature um, with these different calls to action? So these, you know, these different buttons for someone to click on to sign up either to book that call or to my email list or just get me closer to my goals. And But always by taking them on their next logical step through the different pieces of information. Mm. Yeah, that's a really simple way to explain that you know, there's, cause there's so many elements to website, but I love that sort of hierarchy. Like they're here, you want them to go to here. And then when they get here, you want them to go to there. Like it's so, it, it makes it seem so simple. I'm, I'm very positive. A lot of people listening are like, uh, yes. Okay. And I'm even like, cause I'm in the process of working with you on my website. So by the time this comes out, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll start with working on my website in the following week. And I'm, you know, navigating the copy and, and working on that to then support you in, in the design process. So yeah, this is helping me as well, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you for taking us through those bases. Cause obviously, yeah, we know we need these pages, but like, what do they actually mean? So I think that that was super, super helpful. Now I know obviously, and you've mentioned that you host on Squarespace and you're a Squarespace designer, but I, I didn't realize that this was something when I talked to lots of people like, but what website do you host on? And and because, well, I started my travel blog on WordPress. So once I learned sort of like the ins and outs of WordPress, all the other website sort of tools weren't as hard to navigate because WordPress is complex and I don't love it. But anyway, that's a story for another day. But how do people navigate the type of website they should host on? Like, as you mentioned, you work with Squarespace, but how do we work out where's the right place to go for us? Yeah, of course. So I think when it comes to website platforms, there are kind of like three main ones that I think are like, yeah, that I that I have found for like small business owners mm. that will like kind of do everything that they need them to. And if you ever want to switch from one to the other, it doesn't make it too difficult. Mm -hmm. So um, you do have uh, for like service-based, yeah, you do have, you know, Squarespace, which is obviously the platform that I design on. Um, and the reason why I design on Squarespace, which I actually started out designing on WordPress as well, but I switched to designing just on Squarespace because I just found for my clients, if, you know, you just want a website 
that it just kind of, you know, it's headache free and it just works and it does everything that you need it to. And it's quite easy to navigate as well. I think Squarespace is really the one because it is so user friendly, even for my clients who aren't, you know, very tech savvy with it. Um, so, you know, it's still that powerful platform that's going to do everything a small business owner needs it to. But when you do want to go in and make updates to the website, you can do that yourself. So for all of my clients at the end of our project together, we have a one hour recorded um, video lesson over Zoom where I show them how to maintain the website themselves going forward mm -hmm. so that they don't have to, you know, call on me to make any updates after I'm finished working on the website. They can just go ahead and do that themselves. So that's why I design on Squarespace. You know, WordPress is an option as well for some people. It is definitely a lot more um, like technical to try to navigate around. Um, and I know just for, you know, a lot of my clients, I was like, I would be finished working on the website and then they would feel like, okay, I want to like, even if I show them how to make changes, they're like, oh, but I'm stuck. Like, can you help with this? And I'm like, oh, well, like, I'm not going to be available this week. So like, mm. you're going to have to wait. And it just kind of, yeah, it just wasn't, I just wasn't good good for them um, because, you know, I don't want them to feel like I'm holding, you know, their website hostage. Um, and, you know, it was it wasn't good for me either because I felt like I couldn't, you know, deliver that like really quality service to my clients when they needed help, if they needed something urgently and I like wasn't wasn't available or if I was on holiday or mm -hmm. something. So, you know, it obviously like WordPress does you know, work brilliantly for some people, but you need to either, you know, have that you know, technical know-how to really like look after it and make sure that when, you know, you have like your plugins, which are kind of like apps for the website, for anyone who doesn't know, they kind of um, do whatever you need the website to. So whether that's like a contact form or like your SEO or email marketing, mm -hmm. you have to install this, this plugin that's kind of an additional software. Um, and those do need to be updated regularly. And you do have a theme as well, which kind of will determine how the website looks, um, which show it is as a popular WordPress theme, actually. Um, and that also has to be, you know, kept an eye on for updates. So, you know, I say if, you know, you're all right with, you know, making the time to make sure that everything's working as it should, or, you know, maybe you have someone on your team to do that for you, then, you know, that mm. is an option. But I just found for a lot of my clients, you know, they just want the website to really just kind of work and do everything that they need it to quite easily. Um, Squarespace is really great for that just because, you know, there's a whole technical team behind the scenes at Squarespace who's making sure everything's working properly um, and is and is also there to support you if you do ever get stuck with something or need some help with their, their customer team as well. Mm. So those are kind of the two main ones for um, service-based. And then I would say, you know, for anyone who's listening as a product-based business, I think, especially if, you know, you're selling like more than like 20 different products, I think Shopify is actually going to be your best bet because I know Squarespace does have some, you know, e-commerce capabilities and I have found it to be really good if you're a service-based business, but maybe you want to sell like a few templates or maybe you have like a course coming out that you want to sell through the website, you know, I'd say anything like five, you know, five to 10 different products. And like, I think Squarespace is absolutely fine for that, especially mm -hmm. if you're already using it for your service-based business. But I think anything more than that, yeah, you probably want to go with a platform like Shopify because they have kind of all the advanced e-commerce features like um, abandoned cart recovery and stuff like that. So I think like someone, you know, doesn't um, end up checking out, they have features to help you with that. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, I think so I just have a lot more of the advanced e-commerce things that maybe Squarespace um, doesn't have yet at this time. Mm. So that would be, that would probably be my pick if you're a product-based business. Yeah, no, that's super helpful because I think, yeah, when you're sort of starting out, you don't, you, you're sort of listening to all these different things and it can be super overwhelming. So yes, I'm on Squarespace as everyone I'm sure has gathered um i started on wix um which was good for me uh wix is another similar to squarespace but probably um a little bit trickier to navigate i found um and i created my own website and then when i was looking to upgrade and get someone to help me i originally was like okay i'll I'll do wix and then i heard about squarespace and then i was like oh and i and i moved over to squarespace and and it's so much easier you know i've created my own pages if i've needed to if I haven't been able to get a website designer to help me, I've been able to like change up things. Um, my team uploads my blogs seamlessly. So yeah, personally, I really like Squarespace. I have dealt with Wix and yeah, that that's probably a little bit, it's good because it's free, right? So it's good to start. I always think it's kind of good if, if you don't know where your business is going to go to sort of start with a lower investment, right? And then you can kind of build it. But of course, if you want to move over you, it's easier just to pay someone to do it. That's what I do there. <laughs> Because it was just just too much, too much to do. So now as we've sort of gone into more like the, I guess, foundations of the website, the, you know, the basics of what you need to map out your website, the hosting site, I kind of want to go into more, I guess, the content and and the level of storytelling. So first I want to talk about storytelling and then we'll kind of go into the about page before we kind of, um, you know, wrap up. But uh, what level of storytelling needs to be on our website? Like what from your experience working with clients with the copy, I know you obviously don't write it, but you've had clients give you copy, you know, where do we, and, and the journey, the storytelling doesn't need to be our own story. It can be stories, you know, just taking our audience on a web, on a, a journey through a story, but how valuable is it having that story on our website? Yeah, it's very valuable and so, so necessary if you are looking at getting a website set up. So you really want to, like I was thinking, or, you know, sharing about before, having that kind of hierarchy of that information and taking someone on the journey and really considering, okay, um, when they first, you know, get on the website, like what did, what do they need to know to take the next logical step? So how can we, you know, spark a little bit of, curiosity with, you know, say everything that's on the website so that they're feeling really compelled to click to that next page. So, you know, for example, like when that area at the very top of your homepage, when someone first lands on it is, you know, so, so important because it's the first thing that somebody is going to see when they land on your website and they really need to know straight away from that, okay, this is what, this is what she does and this is how she can help me. And now I want to go up, go and find out to learn more. So, you know, say like, for example, if you're a business coach, that like very, very top of your um, website might say something like, you know, I help, um, I help entrepreneurs scale to like six, six, six figures without the overwhelm or something. Mm -hmm. So something like short and sweet, um, and then, you know, they ha- you have that button there so they can go out and find to learn more. So you're just kind of, you're kind of like hooking them in from the very beginning and then you're taking them through all of the, all the different pieces of information. But yeah, as you were saying, you know, with storytelling, just always thinking about, okay, this is someone's logical next step on the website and where they need to go. Mm. 
Mm, I love that because it sort of encapsulates beginning, middle and end of a story, right? You've got the beginning is the hook. The middle is, you know, what they want to know. And then the end is how do they work with you or what's the next step? So it's like the story of your website is the same as any story, beginning, middle and end. How do you hook in your audience with what you have to say, take them to the value and then get the end result? So that that's awesome. I think that's really helpful to kind of map out that beginning, middle, end, um, which is the same as a social media caption, a blog, like it's all the same as beginning, middle, end. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the story, the main story on our website is, of course, our own story um, and our about page. But I want to, um, I guess, now talk about crafting the perfect about page. I know you mentioned this on your Instagram recently. So how do we actually start crafting? the? Because as I mentioned before, it's not a matter of just like blurting our whole story out into like thousands of words. There's obviously a formula to it. So yeah, how do we craft the perfect about page? Yeah, it's a great question. So when it comes to the about page, first thing to know is it's really not about you, but it's more about your ideal client and how you can help them. So with that in mind, we want to think of the about page a bit like a sandwich. So at the beginning and at the end, you have your ideal client and then you have you in the middle of your sandwich. So you want to start off the about page by first connecting with your ideal client and the problem they are experiencing right now. So you could do that either through, you know, talking a little, you could do that talking about your own experience, um, or you could just come out and say, hey, I get it. I know that you're experiencing this right now, but it's like you're in the right place. Mm -hmm. And then you, and kind of like priming them for, okay, this is how she can, how she can help me. So I may be going back to that business coach example, you know, when someone at the very top of their about page, you could say something like, um, you know, I get that you're like, uh, you're working like 60 hours a week and you're not getting any closer to your goals. And you just feel like, you know, you're about ready to throw in the towel. Cause like nothing is working. Like it's, um, you're in the right place. Like something like that, just to be mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, this person understands what I'm going through right now. And then you would talk about, you know, your own story, especially if, you know, you've had that transformation mm. that um, your ideal clients have, or say that it's like something that you commonly see with your ideal clients. So, <clears throat> you know, going back to that example um, of the business coach, you could say something like, you know, that that was me once, you know, I was struggling as an entrepreneur. I just had a, a sentiment like imposter syndrome every single day. And like I was doing all the things, but like nothing was ever working um, until I started working with my coach. And then that like massively mm -hmm. helped um, like accelerate my growth. Like I like, you know, tripled my income within, you know, I don't know three months or whatever. And so now you're kind of getting into like your own story. So how you're kind of relating to their problem as well. And then you want to sum it all up at the end by saying, you know, why you create this offer. So you could say something like, okay, and, uh, and that's why I created my coaching program um, to help support you, you know, get to that, you know, life and freedom that you want, but doing it, you know, without losing your mind, basically. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. once you've done that, then you are 
then they're perfectly primed to then learn even more about your services and actually, you know, what's included from there. So that's why at the end of the about page, you always want to have that button taking them through to your services page. So they can learn like all of those, all those details of what you offer. But mm-hmm. now you've kind of taken them through this journey where, you know, you've related to their problem. You've shown them that, you know, you've also gone through a similar thing or you could talk about your clients who've had a similar experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you, you, always, you always sum it all up by talking about, okay, this is why I do what I do. And um, if you're someone who does have like <clears throat> a really, really, I guess, long backstory, but that is still relevant to your ideal clients, that what you could do is you could have this, you know, this kind of sandwich on your about page I just spoke about, but then you could also have a link on that page as well for them to go elsewhere and learn more if they do want to find out even more about your story. Because I know, you know, for, for some for some of us, especially like if you're like a life coach and you've gone through like a huge, like, I don't know, maybe you've um, had like a big long, like health journey or something that you want to share. I think like, obviously that is still relevant, but you want to keep that about page, at least like the first section as concise as possible, have that call to action. And then you could either link someone to a different page for the rest of the story, or you could include the rest of the story um, below that button. And then have another button at the end as well. Mm. Yeah, no, that's super helpful because I think a lot of times when we think about me, we just think it's like our whole story, not how we got to where we are, but how that actually helps your target audience, right? Your ideal client. On the about page, would we be featuring things as well, like the podcast we create, the blog we create, the different types of content as well to sort of showcase what else we do? Is that also something we would encapsulate in our about page or would we have separate pages for that yeah so you really want to think about on each and every page okay like what is my goal with this particular page Mm -hmm. so I think that if you want to because with the about page you know the ultimate goal is you want to get someone clicking on your to your services page next so what you want to think about is, okay, like you can definitely, I think, especially like for someone, you know, who does, does your sort of work, um, like definitely mention it on the about page and, you know, what, what you have created and what you do. Um, but have that content actually featured on like your homepage mm-hmm. just so that way they can, when they're reading the about page, they say, okay, like this is what she does, but they don't, you know, necessarily get distracted and then click off to like the blog or the podcast. And then they Mm. never come back to um, like learn more about your services. Mm. Whereas you can definitely still feature those things, but I would just suggest keeping it on the homepage just so that way they, you know, they still have a way to access it and they still have a way to like learn more about what it is and the content you're creating. But at least that way they've kind of already seen, okay, yeah, these are her offers as, um, these are like where I can go to learn more about her offers, but I'm choosing to learn more about like the blog and the podcast instead. Cause if they've clicked mm. on the about page, it's cause they want to learn more about you. So you just want to be really clear with, okay, this is like after the about page, this is where they're going to go next. or this is where I want them to go next. Mm. And I guess, I guess giving, yeah, one call to action rather than many, it's not going to overwhelm them as well as like, where do I go? One last question about about page before I move on. Sure. On our about page, are, you know, 
ensuring we talk about our values important on our about page. It's something that I've put on my about page in the past. Obviously, like, you know, you've got your corporate businesses that have their values on their, their about page. Is this something that we need to think about, you know, having our values on there? Does it become part of our story, you know, within the about page? Yeah, what what do we, how do we encapsulate, yeah, like our mission, our values, our vision on our about page? Or is it something we sort of don't necessarily need? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think that, and maybe this is just like a personal preference, but I think that it's really best to try to weave those things into mm-hmm. your story. And maybe, you know, if instead of just um, coming out and saying, okay, yeah, these are like, these are my values, maybe saying like, you know, if one of your values is like having like a healthy, you know, uh, break from work and like taking time to like rest you could say you know one of my favorite things to do is like go for long walks with my with my dog or something when I'm not working Mm. um you know because you can still add in those like you know like maybe one to three kind of like um personal like facts about you on the about page just you know don't don't overdo it um and just kind of, you know, going back to like your mission as well, um, you know, you can, I think you can also really work that into, okay, yeah, this is why I created this program because, you know, my mission is to like help mm. like a thousand women in the next like 10 years or something like that. So I think like, instead of, um, you know, coming out and saying like, this is my mission, this is my values. So, so that's kind of a little like robotic and it doesn't always resonate mm. with people as much. I think working that into your story is a lot more powerful on the about page. Yeah, no, I love that. And of course we can do like standalone content on our socials to talk about that stuff as well, or blogs or things. And yeah, that's, that's super helpful. Okay. So we've got the website. I'm moving on to one last part before we wrap up. We, we have our website ready what do we do? How do we track its performance and make sure that we get eyes on our website? Yeah. So you really want to make sure that you're sending out your website to, you know, really promote it as much as you possibly can. Mm. Um, you know, even if you, if you do get, uh, I, w- I always recommend for anyone who has a website, you know, getting started creating some free content. So whether that is a podcast or a blog, or maybe you have a video log. Um, and I know you actually came on my Instagram and talked all about this too, with um, blogging for your business mm-hmm. and how, even if you just have, you know, I think you were saying, even if you just have that one blog post a month um, that goes out, you know, after you've been in business for like two to three years, that will really add up over time. So I'd say, definitely getting started with um, something like that, you know, as soon as you can, you can always repurpose your content from um, other social media channels as well. Um, so having that on your website and then, you know, po- post putting that um, on other social media networks or in search engines like Pinterest um, is really powerful for driving more traffic to your website and even sending it out like um to like different Facebook groups, like when people have questions, um, like, you know, for me, like something I, I get asked all about is the about page. So I have a blog post on the about page. And then when people ask questions in Facebook groups, I do have, um, you know, I answer their question and I say, if you want even more info, here's where you can find mm-hmm. it and send them to my website. Um, obviously, you know, you can use that as your Instagram link in bio as well. Um, your different blog posts and what, what you're getting up to there. So yeah, having having that free content to go out and really promoting the website, um, you know, as much as you can is 
very, very important and always having a way to capture those leads who are coming from, um, you know, from social media or from a search engine to the website with um, a way for them to sign up to your email list mm-hmm. is, is really the other piece because you don't want someone, you know, when someone comes to your website, even if they're not ready to work with you right now, you still want to get their contact info so you can keep nurturing them over time so they hopefully eventually buy. So always having links in your blog post to sign up for your freebie or having that as a pop-up is very, very important too. And when it comes to tracking how everything's going, so I'd say first off, um, especially if, you know, you are using um, Instagram or even you know Facebook as well, like a Facebook page to promote um, promote your business, which most most of us are. It's really really important that that link in your bio. So instead of using like a instead of using a platform like Linktree or Milkshake, that's a link to a page on your own website. Mm-hmm. Because when it's a, when it's a page on your own website, you can see okay, this is where and when people are clicking. So I can actually see what content they're responding to. I can see, you know, what pages on the website they're dropping off at, where they're going after they go to that um, that landing page. So it just offers you much more in-depth and detailed analytics um, than if it was just a page on an external website. And so once you have that, then you can view the analytics. Um, Squarespace has its own built-in analytics, but you can connect it to Google Analytics mm-hmm. as well for seeing, okay, yeah, this is where and when um, people are clicking. This is what they're going. This is what content is performing well. And if you know, you know what's performing well, then you can continue to um, create more of that, which will resonate more with your clients too. Mm. Yeah, no, love that. That is extremely helpful. And yeah, always trying to divert people to your website is you know, the goal. Um, so my last question before we wrap up is how often should we be updating our website? So, you know, we've um, had, we've designed it, we've got it ready to go and we put it out there, but of course it needs updating. So how often do you recommend like refreshing the website and giving it a facelift? Yeah. So, I mean, it really does depend on your business and how you know you're growing and evolving as well but say like kind of maybe good rule of thumb would be like every like six months to a year just maybe kind of look things over check that everything is still um still accurate still reflects what you're doing obviously if you have something like a new offer coming out then you want to update that um a lot sooner um but i think always thinking about as well like how can your website support you and what you're doing now. So whether that is like a new, like if you have like new landing pages for like webinars or live events, you know, you might be updating the website every month with that. So, I mean, it does really depend on what's going on with your business too, but I'd say, you know, every, at least every six months to a year would be a good time to like look at the website, make sure everything's up, everything's up to date and accurate. Or if you want to go in and tweak everything, um, that would be a good timeline to think about as well. Mm. Yeah, no, that that's that's amazing. That's super helpful. So thank you so much for joining. How can people find you and connect with you and learn more about Squarespace and websites? Um, yeah, so if anyone wants to um, come reach out and say hi, I'm really active on Instagram. So my Instagram handle on there is jwilson um, digital studio, and I share many more um, you know free tips on how you can make the most of your website, how you can make sure it's actually moving forward in your business. 
I am also on LinkedIn as well. I think I'm on there as um, Janine Wilson. And of course, there's my website too, which is uh, jwilsondigitalstudio.com. Um, I do have a blog on there actually. So if anyone does want any more, any more, you know, website tips and tricks, those are available on my blog too. So yeah, I'd love for um, yeah anyone who is listening to come and say hello to me on any of those platforms. Amazing. And we'll put them all in the show notes. But thank you so much for joining. That was super helpful. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Mariah. This has been so fun. Okay, what an absolute legend she is. Super, super helpful. Um, Make sure you go and connect with her. But she also, after the episode, gave me a free checklist. Um, So you can download that by clicking the link in the bio. And I'm just getting it up now. So the checklist is for you to attract the right clients through your website. So it's a step-by-step on how to attract more ideal clients Uh, instead of just everybody through your website. So make sure you check the link out and download that. I think that's super cool. I'm also going to download it. Uh, It's been amazing having these guests on recently talking all things websites as I'm doing my own website. Um, There's always, you know, method to the madness. And I, it just helped me so much. So you know, from going back and listening to episode 120 with Elena all talking about sales copy and then having Janine on has been so, so helpful for me. So I know it's going to be so helpful for you guys. So make sure you go back, check those episodes out. And the next episode will be in May, which is absolutely crazy. Let me get up so I can run through what May is going to look like so we can, you know, get excited for the content. So, oh no, momento. But yeah, May is, I'm, I'm going to be recording episodes this week and in a couple of weeks for May, which is so exciting. Um, but as I get the themes up, if it will load, we're going to be chatting about, um, well, I want to share next week, actually, uh, the six tips for hiring a marketing freelancer. So that's going to be super exciting. I did a live and I think it's something I really want to talk about more. So then we lead into the amazing Stephanie, who's going to come on and talk about preparing your business to outsource marketing, which I think will be a really good episode. Uh, Then I'm going to talk more about um, marketing on other channels other than just social media. Also excited. And I have another guest, Dusty Weiss, um, that is going to be talking about why storytelling and podcasting are great strategies to connect your customers. Now, his podcast is winning awards at the moment, so I'm super excited to get him on. And then I'll cap off May with why you should invest in a content marketing strategy, which will be super cool as well. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that coming up in May. I absolutely can't wait. And I will talk to you guys very, very soon. So make sure you be a content queen or king. And remember that developing your strategy and story develops your business. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. Do this by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging me at content queen Mariah, or just simply tell them about it, but you can do that too. If you rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, it will really help me get this podcast out there and share my message. I've had so many amazing reviews. We were in the top 200 or something in marketing in Australia, which is so cool. Uh, So that's exciting. Follow me on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know if there's any topics you want to talk about in the future. I'm more than happy. I love your suggestions always. They're always welcome. So make sure you hit me up. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.